So welcome to uh, York Hospital Ball Live. I just want to start by saying a few thank yous. First of all, to everyone here. You know, so I'm absolutely delighted that so many people have come. I, you know, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate all the uh, support of the podcast. You know, we've come a long way in like 18 months to, to kind of do a live event. So I'm really, really happy about that. Uh, just want to thank Chris and Paul as well at the back there. Uh, they are volunteers from York Hospital Radio. We're all volunteers uh, trying to do, uh, you know, a good deed for the, for the hospital and the charity. And uh, I also want to thank... Keith Lee over there. Keith has been volunteering for York Hospital Radio for 50 years, which I thought deserved a bit of a round of applause. 50 years. <laughs> I also want to thank Keith because he actually sent me my favourite email of all time. We interviewed John Parkin last year and the interview was going really well and, and John sort of fell into that trap of um, thinking, oh, it's for the hospital, I need to be on my best behaviour. And you know what John's like, if you've listened to Under the Cosh, he uh, uses a few choice words on here and there. And then I mentioned Sam Collins. His, his persona sort of changed, really, and I could see him get a bit irate, and he did that sort of like, uh, am I all right to swear on this like? You know, I can't really do a Barnsley accent, but that's what he said, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. So we carried on the interview as normal, and then uh, the next day I got this email from Keith. Dear Dan, I've begun editing the John Parkin episode and just wondered what you would like to do about the issue of the swearing as we currently have 17 fucks, 10 arseholes, some shitholes, shitting myself, shit, shite, blowing out my ass and piss. A few of these can be edited out. Fucking great move could be great move, but I'm not sure about him shitting himself. Kind regards, Keith. <laughs> so, first of all, we are going to invite up Mr. Michael Miles, but he runs a wonderful Y-Front fanzine, which is absolutely amazing. He's also an incredibly generous uh, and kind man who I've got a lot of respect for. When the podcast started, I had no idea about Twitter, I reached out to Michael and he was you know, more than happy to help. He's always been a massive supporter of the podcast and he does su such amazing work, so many different projects and I really wanted him to come along tonight and kind of be the warm-up event for, for Richard Brody. So could you put your hands together for Mr. Michael Miles? <laughs> so Michael, quick fire to start off. Get you. you said you might have been a bit nervous, so we'll do a quick fire round, yeah? First ever York City game. Uh, 1988, uh, March, Fulham, we lost 3-1 and I was hooked. <laughs> you were hooked after a 3-1? In the relegation season as well. In the relegation season? In the relegation season as well, yeah. You see, I always thought people were hoodwinked into like, because my first game was a 4-0 win. And I thought, you know, that was like, you know, part yeah. of the cause. That, no, I defeat. knew exactly what I was getting into. Fair yeah. enough. Um, favourite ever player? Oh, favourite ever player? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favourite ever player, Sean Reid. Why Sean Reid? Um, he was just so hard. He was just, <laughs> he was just an hard man. Um, he was, his, his brother was Peter, obviously, so he had a bit of kudos. Uh, yeah, Sean Reid, just, he just 100% everything he okay. did. Favourite ever game? Oh, I've got two. Uh, Barnet away, 5-1. Uh, Paul Barnes, Attrick, Blackstone and an own goal. Uh, that was fabulous. York took loads that day. Uh, and then QPR away where we got beat 3-1, but the atmosphere, I've never known an atmosphere like that. It was even better than Old Trafford. Favourite away day that you like doing every season? Is there any... Please not be Curzon Ashton. Um, we've just been talking about that. I genuinely like going to Curzon Ashton, even yeah. though we've, we've lost four times. Um, there's something about it, I don't know why. Um, Favourite away would be Barnet away at Underhill, not the new ground. New ground's rubbish. OK. And speaking of new grounds, Boven Crescent or LNER? Do you need me to answer that? Uh, Boom and Crescent. Okay. Let's talk about the fanzine. How, how, how did you start the fanzine? 
How do you go about starting a fanzine? Was it something you did on a whim? Was it something you'd thought about for a long time? No, I thought I thought about doing it for uh, years. When I first started going, um, Terry's Talk was just finishing uh, and In the City was just starting. Uh, and I've always been fascinated with um, Terry's culture. Um, it's, it's, it's the things more off the field that interest me as much as what goes on the field. Football's only 90 minutes, the rest of it. Um, it, I don't know, there's something magical about it for me. Um, so I've always had it in my mind to do it. And then um, when the Cliff Mincemen started, we needed to raise a bit of money so we could sponsor people and things like that. So I thought, well, an ideal time to do the fancy. And it's obviously a massive passion of yours, isn't it? And something that you get a lot out of it. And, and you have quite a sort of old style approach in terms of the printing and the staples and the putting everything into it. It must be quite labour intensive at times. Um, it's very labour intensive, but that's because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing when it comes to computers and things like that. So I went for an old school. I mean, the first one I actually did was a cut and paste. So I was literally cutting out and pasting on like they used to do back in the early 80s. Um, the second one I actually worked out how we do it on a computer and, and I'll be honest with you if you'd have seen what's happened today um, I've got the new issue ready to go and can I like get it to print um, we spent all afternoon trying to sort it and we still haven't got it right yet so, so it's uh, not file print it's just uh, no well it's just not having it um, <laughs> but literally I have to put them together by hand I go to school I work in a school so I use a school um, photocopier We'll, we'll, back, we'll edit that bit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we go, no, it's okay, they know about it. All right. Um, and then I go into the kitchen at school because it's got the big long table and I literally start to put it all together. And, and the Twitter, I mean, the, the Twitter's incredible, isn't it? You've got like something like over 75,000 followers or whatever it is. Uh, three Probably, and a half thousand. Yeah, we round it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you decide what, who you're going to release pictures of? Where do you get all the pictures from? And, you know, stuff like Blue Monday. Do you, do you have all that kind of lined up? Yeah. Um, oh, crikey, I haven't got one for tomorrow, actually. I haven't got a blue one. Um, yeah, I just started... I started the Twitter feed to sort of, like, promote the fanzine, but then the Twitter feed just took off. And so, literally, um, yeah, I've got 20,000 York City pictures on my phone. Um, and it's just a case of uh, it getting from programmes, from articles... Um, buying pictures. Uh, I mean, I must have spent thousands on images and things like that. So, you, do you just think, right? I'm going to put Darren Tilly on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Ian yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a flick through. Yeah. Um, I have a flick through. Um, see what I like. Obviously, I've, I've got some players that you know you, you favour more than others. Um, Richard Brody does get on quite a bit, as you well know. Um, and yeah, yeah, newspaper cuttings, cutting and cropping, and and sometimes literally it can be two or three hours a night trying to find stuff. Amazing. And the podcast that you did, which which I thought was really, really good, it, it was sort of, I believe, inspired by Danny Baker, wasn't it? it was yeah, um, for, for the older people, when Danny Baker used to do 606, um, 606 now is people morning, you know, phoning in morning that West Ham have only spent 40 million on a player. Well, back in the day when Danny Baker did it, it, was, it wasn't about the football, it was about the fans. Um, and that's all. That's what I wanted to bring. Bring. So I did, I, I've only done three, uh, and then COVID kind of coshed that a little bit for me, um, because I wanted to do it with somebody. I wanted to bounce off to two or three people and do it. Um, but yeah, I was I was asking for stories. So I I just put a theme, you know, about an away day, and you know, the people were telling stories about Terry Exelby's, you know, um, all the daft things he got up to and things like that. Um, so it was totally different to the, any other podcasts that are around. So will it return? Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I would like to do again, but like I say, I'd like to do it with a couple of people I can bounce off rather than just. I was just reading out people's emails, really, and it, it, it wasn't the best. So, 
your collaboration with, with Sue Clayton, the wonderful artist Sue Clayton at the back there, how, how did that come about? What, tell us about the stall, what, what sort of things you're doing. So we, we were talking on a park bench uh, uh, in the museum gardens and I was, we were just talking in general and obviously football got mentioned so I started talking about um, my passion for York City and then before we, know, before we knew it, um, because Sue uh, does lots of things but she's a portrait artist, we come up with the idea because it's the centenary next year to do 100 portraits um, for 100 years of York City and we're going to put on an exhibition. Um, Sue's really good at, at that type of thing and she's, um, she's got contacts. So we decided to put this exhibition on so we, um, we put the word out and people have been sending their portraits and I think she's done nine or ten already. Um, and, and then from that it kind of grew. Um, we got Tony Cole involved. He's going to have. He's going to um, do an exhibition of his pictures for the first time ever. I know he's got his books, but he's never actually, you know, put them out there like like we're going to do. Um, and so we decided to build an event around it. Um, if anybody saw the Booth and Crescent um, leaving video that Dan Simonite did, he's going to do a full length version of that because there's lots of interviews. There's lots more. So we're going to showcase that. Um, you're going to come down and do some interviews for a podcast. Um, we're going to try and get as many ex-players down as we can, as many fans down as we can. Uh, Chris Topping has kindly agreed to officially open it for us. Um, uh, we're going to have catering. Hopefully, we're going to have a bar. It's just going to be a day really of you know celebrating York City fans. It sounds amazing. And uh, obviously, if you haven't had a chance to see their stall at the back, there'll be uh, a little interval later on. Let's go check it out. And uh, I swear to bring up about mental health. You're, you're someone who I think is a massive inspiration to people with mental health. I know that you, you're kind of quite open about your own battles. You know, you, you, you're kind of wanting to kind of get other people involved, aren't you? Do you want to tell us about, about that? Yeah, um, I, was, uh, I was struggling, really struggling one time. And uh, I was listening to a radio interview with ex-City player Clark Carlisle. And he, he was talking about his, his problems and every single thing he said um, just resonated with me. And I'm thinking, what you're saying, that's me, that's me. And um, if anybody, I mean, you, you won't believe it now, but um, because I'm always sticking myself out there on Twitter and things like that. But before, I mean, when I first started Twitter, I used to blur my face up even because I felt, you know, I didn't feel great about myself. So I sort of, sort of hide away and everything. So I put a tweet out about that I was struggling and the response I got was just, unbelievable there was you know so many city fans offering help um wanting to do things for me uh, coming to see me uh, and just generally trying to g me up and then every now and again when i struggle i, I have put a tweet out rather because i'm a kind of person who, who just bottles it all up i go quiet you know i can spend you know a couple of weeks ago i spent three days in bed i couldn't you know didn't go to work um just couldn't get out of bed just couldn't do anything um, but people obviously when they found out because um, I've gone quiet so if everybody knows if, if they follow Twitter if I'm not posting then something's up basically and then people suss it out and then get in touch with me and everything so I, I thought well I'll better tell them that I've been I've been struggling a little bit um, and then the amount of people that was offering help and everything and it sort of like sparked something I thought well why can't we just set up a, like a WhatsApp group uh, where if anybody else is struggling because I, people were telling me their stories and you know people who are suicidal or they've lost loved ones or they've lost a job and things like that or the, or the children are suffering and so um, yesterday I set up a WhatsApp group um, for City fans or anybody we've got fans from other teams on there already uh, and if people are just struggling um, there's so many good people on there who are willing to listen who are willing to help can offer advice um, 
one thing about York City fans, I suppose, like every fan base, there's always somebody who knows somebody who can do something. One thing that's a little bit annoying about the club, they don't, the, the York City never reach out to us because between us all, we've got the skill sets for everything. Uh, and it's the same on the mental health thing. Um, and already people have started chatting and, and it's been really good and it's something positive. I hope we can con- you know, continue. I think it's massively positive, and, and I think what you mentioned there about Clark Carlisle is, is is very true, isn't it? You resonated with that, and I'm sure people mm. resonate with, with kind of your story and, and the things that you're doing. So, you know, if you haven't seen that or, or you're affected by stuff that Michael's talked about, you know, do get in touch with him on the WhatsApp. And then just finally, Richard Brody, favourite memories? Richard Brody, favourite memories. Well, the first first memory was altering him away when he came on and scored. It was behind the goal, everybody went mental. And, of course, the, the, the goal against Luton. Uh, absolutely magnificent! What a finish! And the the Booth and Crescent just absolutely erupted that night. It was it was oh, out of this world. I'm shivering now when I think about it because those moments, those moments are what you you know. We follow York City. Most of us know that York City basically crap, um, but <laughs> it's it's those little few little moments like the Barnet away, the Richard Brody goal, things like that. That, that. You know, that's what we're chasing all. You know, we're always chasing the rainbows, aren't we? And yeah, absolutely magnificent. Absolutely. And I believe you've got a little presentation for Richard. Sue, do you want to come on down? Yeah. Um, he doesn't know about this. I came up with the idea, but then Sue obviously interprets all my ideas. So um, we'd just like to present uh, Richard with this um, picture. So what Sue's done for him is Richard Brody, the Angel of the North. I'll be on the wall tonight. Thank you. I can't put it up myself. Like, did I join? <laughs> <laughs>